you can do it. See it with your mind's eye. See what you are dreaming about. Welcome to Becoming Your Dream Podcast. Equipping you with what you need to make your dream a reality. Listen, Ashwood Mensa, a doctor, an author, and a motivational speaker, shares with you the why and how to manifest your dreams. And now, Rudolf Mensa. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Becoming Your Dream Podcast. I'm very pleased to have you here once more. On today's show, I have a special guest, how to turn your craft into a business. I'm hoping that after the conversation, you will learn how to do what you love and then love what you do. Without much ado, we will dive right into the conversation. I'll allow her to introduce herself so we get to know her more. Welcome to the show. Hi, <laughs> Okay. Tell us more about yourself. Okay. So basically, my name is Mamiya Cha. I'm a Pilates. So I'm the second girl out of the class. I just completed a South Service. I was working as a PCI. I went to Adventure in high school as well. Yeah, I'm a peacemaker. I make beats as a hobby or as a passion. So basically, that's, that's about me. Nice to meet you, my listeners and I. <laughs> so... <laughs> On on today's topic, obviously I know what you do and I've seen you do a lot of things with beats as you just talked about. But there are lots of things that you could have done. I know you you are a publisher, you, there are other things that you have interest in as well. So why did you decide to go into beat making and even turn it into a business? interesting show. You know, I never knew that because you <laughs> never told me. But I think that's quite interesting from the point where people thought you had no talent to finding something to do, not necessarily loving it from the beginning, but falling in love with it along the way. That's, that's something. So, when you started, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome to begin with? Wow. Challenges I was 
try type, I was a reverse type, starting up this business because I didn't know what to do. I was just, I met this guy, I remember way back, first year, he's called Coach Ali. So he saw what I was doing, and he told me, no, he should make this a business. So he introduced me to this businessman. I heard talking to people, I to, I'll go to class, and I'll wear it, and I'll tell my friends, this is what I do. So I wasn't confident. That was the first challenge I did. I wasn't confident, but growing up, I was a good overcomer. Apart from being confident, the second challenge that I faced was my, sorry, my business was named. Like, it was crazy. Growing up, in first year, second year, you meet a lot of people, especially guys love what you do, and they'll tell you they want to help you and they make they make it sound so nice and you're so <laughs> assuring that this person is going to help you assist you yeah. have your business. And the next thing that comes up is I love dating. I love to do something you like it was so unfair. Like I used to think about it, I tell myself, No, why would you do this? You want to help me. Help me so when I get there and I'm on top and I'm share my story, I'll be able to say, oh yes, this person accepted me or this person helped me. But you want to help me because you want something for me, but I know no for me. So it was a big challenge. I had I had to stick on my ground and say, no, I'm not going to allow anyone to help me, for me to give something in exchange of you helping me. So it was yeah, I, I, I think I, I get that and obviously I know you and I, <laughs> I I think I agree with you because a lot of guys would want to worry you in that regard. So you just said you stood your ground and was that you being focused on what you're doing or was just your personal principle? Because most people would compromise on their principle or integrity just to get what they want. Because if you are not focused and determined, because right now, looking at it, looking at how they are growing and looking at the social media, how the world is moving faster, everyone wants to be in their business because they want to be in their business. They are not looking at the future, the long term plan. How would this business go? How would it be? No, they just want to do it because they don't have jobs, they don't they don't want to do it because their friends are doing it. No, they have to sit down, plan. That's wonderful. So just to begin with, apart from you going out there to learn from your mom and starting and with the help of someone who sparked the interest in you, what was the biggest drive? Because people are moved by some are some are moved by money, some are moved by fame. I met people who've told me to help them write a book because they want to become famous. <laughs> and why do you want to write a book, or why do you want to do what you are asking me to help you with? And they have no idea why they want to do what they want to do. So for you, going into the beat business, what was your biggest drive? Hmm. Okay. I'll say three things were my biggest drive. Mm. First was my dad, my father. I suggest you can my dad and my wife. There will be inner voice that tells me you can make it. Like, you can make it. Mm. I, I just keep hearing that with my dad. And that has been my biggest drive. And whenever 
whenever I look at him, I just want to see the best that I can. Anytime my dad comes to my mind. Also, another biggest drive is that I don't want to say a sentence. Surely, I cannot help. I, I, I don't want to find myself in that situation. I know sometimes it will be hard for us, but I don't want to find myself being sorry I cannot help someone in the I help the world. So whenever I'm doing something, I just want to make sure that I'm doing the work and I'm doing it at my best pace. Also, the last thing that has been my biggest drive is not being able to get something or afford something that I want. I know sometimes in life, we're not going to get whatever we want. That's for the fact. But knowing you can do this to get something <laughs> and you have a lifetime and you're spending everything for the thing to come to you, no, I need, I need to push and get it. Mm. So those are, these have been my biggest drive. I like that. I have I have my reasons too. And my mom is my biggest drive. Like you mentioned, you have three biggest drives. It's about people for me. That's why I say I'm committed to personal development. I want to develop my own potential and help other people find and develop their own potential. Because I believe that the world is full of untapped potential. So everything I do, whether I'm writing or speaking or even with my profession, being in a consulting room, I'm always about the people, trying to help them to understand that they have more in them than they can do. So looking at you and what you do, you inspire me a lot because I see that yes, someone is out there doing more and that's what I'm, I'm all about. So it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So talk to us again about some of the biggest obstacles you had to encounter within the first year of operation. There are a lot of statistics out there that most businesses fail within the very first year of operation because of the challenges they face. And you were still in school when you started, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So how did you how do you navigate around these obstacles and can you share that with us? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's been going because Coming from what I didn't know I was doing, coming from what I thought was just a hobby. When I come back from lectures and I saw bored, I just pick up things and start arranging. Coming from where my friend said he had no talent yet, but I am right now, I say it's been good. Like some of the biggest challenges that I faced when I started this was not able to know my target market because I was like, I never knew anything like social media. All I knew was WhatsApp. I didn't know social media and marketing. All I knew was just post pictures on Facebook, just chat with your friends on Facebook, and that was it. So it was all about the people close to me. I didn't know what they wanted. So it was, I think, when second year, when I decided to go into small business, then I met Chris. Of what So I met Chris, and Chris helped me. He helped me had a social media account, and with the help of Milata, Mil can take pictures of my product. So what I started branding for me in school. If not because of if not because of that, I wouldn't have known what I would have done. Mm. It, was, it was one of the obstacles that I faced. And also not being another obstacle was not being able to sell as I said earlier on. I was shy. I was just complaining. And one of one of the obstacles that I again with a guy on campus because as a young lady I go to a guy to with as campus school back. I know I introduce myself. My name is Bajari, so I do I want to 
I want you to buy this bag of mine. The guy wants to buy it, but she would like to talk to you about something else. <laughs> One hour or two. And you tell me, oh, I'll buy it. Oh, I'll buy it. But engaging in a combo with distracting from the purpose that you are there. Mm. That is good bad. And if I want to sell the bag, I'm there. I'll be listening to you to give you my number. For you to come to my room, all these were well, I think yeah. I think they were all part of the growing up and the learning process. Mm-hmm. Actually, how we growing up. So I think learning and also marketing. You know, I was a student. Yeah. I had to learn. That was the main purpose of me being in school. I can't disappoint my parents. You are you are selling so. That you came to school to learn. So, learning, going to lectures, and in my business, one thing that was probably in your life, when I went on vacation, I made sure that I had all my things done. That was my, my business. I had all my bags sewn. I had my things done before I get to school. I don't do them in school because they are going to distract me. Unless there's an emergency order that I have to do it in school. So, my dad gives me my students. He calculates my students. For the semester, and gives it to me as my business capital. Mm-hmm. So I invest my student into my business. So when I come to school, I have to sell techniques. So if I'm not selling, I'm not eating. So wow. after lectures, I have to go to room to room, sell my friends, tell them about it. So they did I don't make sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means I'm not eating. Wow. <laughs> That's quite a risk and bold decision to make at that <laughs> age because I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, you some people, like some of us, we carry ourselves with some kind of appearance that mm-hmm. even when you don't have, you still have that look which makes people think, oh, like this lady, <laughs> this guy is, is, is rich or something, but you are actually waiting to make a sale just so you can get your feeding money back. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. That's, that's quite a bold risk you took out there. You more than survived. Yes. How how many years now since you started officially? Okay, I started officially in second year. Mm. So four. Is it four years? Yeah, four years now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well done. And you mentioned earlier that you had no idea about like little idea about social media and how you can position your brand. You have some people from WhatsApp Tech to help you start building your brand in second year. And um, we live in a very explosive and destructive world. So how were you like able to focus on your niche and not get distracted going into what other people were doing online? Okay. Yeah. So still learning, still learning and still practicing the things. I always make sure that I don't limit myself to what I know. I always make sure that I'm learning. One thing that I used to was to go on YouTube. I used to contribute a lot. Go learn, go learn, learn, learn. And I always told myself that whatever I'm learning from YouTube, I'm not going to repeat the same thing that I'm coming to do. So when I learn on YouTube and I come to sit and I'm vex and I want to I want to do this, I add my own stuff to it. That's being creative and being unique and being standing out. So I and there's, there's no there's no limit to learning. I go on Instagram, I go to other 
skincare page, Alika, their page, Alika, their design. They're nice, but when I come back to sit down, I don't imitate them. I don't do the same thing. Nothing is original, you get it. Right. Nothing is original. Right. And you have to understand that nothing comes from nowhere. All creative works build on what came before. So nothing is completely original, but you have to be creative. You have to stand out. You have to see your brand as different. Mm. What made me focus on I told myself I wasn't going to imitate anyone's work. I'm just going to do what I know and what I feel mm. like doing. You get it. So yeah. being creative, being creative helped me. But one thing about my sister is that I didn't limit myself to anything. There was a time that a friend came to me and asked me if I could do a wedding after how, how to describe it. Because on my page, I did it for one client. Mm. I never knew how to do it. But when she asked me when I was able to do it, I said yes. Mm. I said, can I do it? I said yes. But I never knew how to do it. So I came home and I came to learn how to do it. Wow. And I did it for me. Yeah. So there's, there's no limit. There's no limit. The first I like that aspect you just shared with us. I think just today, someone sent me a message and asked me to do something. I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. So, I good okay. what he mentioned. I, I've never <laughs> heard of him before. <laughs> so, once I, I was able to read something about it on Google, I came back and said, yeah, I know how to do it. But I don't want to be in the stage where I say, I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> So it's it's sums up to say that you've really been able to use social media to position your brand and reaching out to your target customers now. So, will you be kind enough to share with with us some of the mistakes you made? Because obviously, I know you've had some bumps in the road. So, what were some of the major major mistakes you made, and what would you have done if you knew better then? Sure. Um, before I answer that, I would love to share some of the benefits that um, social media has made. Yeah, let's, let's do now, that. Yeah, let's, let's, so, when I started the social media, I didn't know how to manage the team. I had to learn again. It's, it's all about everything about entrepreneurship, it's all about learning. Two. <laughs> <laughs> and he did an 
first order to you because normally for my birthday, it takes this by working day. So if you want, if you arrive today, you want it tomorrow, it's called express. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead to do the express order for him and I took this guy and I told him, how do you search him if your order is ready for pickup? sharing that because um myself i've had experiences like that uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's sometimes you just have to bear with them and try to be the big person you know and overcome the emotions <laughs> yeah so let's let's move on to the mistakes the thing okay. some of the mistakes you made from the beginning episode in this um, podcast talked about planning, the five C's of planning, because uh-huh. everyone seems to have a dream or an idea of what they want to do, but without a plan, you don't have a direction. I have a mistake that we applied the planning. Okay. I didn't save. I wasn't saving enough. Okay, I was saving before I wasn't saving enough. Mm. You know, as I said earlier on, the business I was doing, my dad was my sponsor, but I didn't do anything that I wanted for my business, and it was my So whenever I I took the profit, I took the capital, then I had to feed, buy, buy stuff for myself, buy handouts and all that. So I didn't know how to save well when I started the business. So I think that was the mistake that I did. And I wasn't sharing. I wasn't sharing. I don't know. I don't know when I was a business, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I'm not saying share your business again, but have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, share your ideas with the, the people that you trust. I'm about to do this. You think it'll work? Like, go, go out there, have a market survey, do all these things. Like, talk to people. I wasn't doing that. Mm. I was thinking, oh, I like this. It's nice. Let me do it. Don't buy. No, you don't think for your clients, your customers. Not as you That is the way. Don't think for your, your target market. Yeah, right. have, have a survey. Go out there, they know what they want and what they, I didn't, I didn't do all this thing, and I think 
but one of them is this. And the last one that I did was I didn't take opportunity. Mm-hmm. I didn't take opportunities when they came to me. But I remember the big day in school. I used to have people come to me. I said, there's this program. You could exhibit your staff. I said, there's this program. Let's go. I said, I'm like, no, I'm shy. No, mm-hmm. I'm No, like, a lot of things. Yeah. I said, there's this, there's this, this program I it can be great hope, parade ground, like a lot of programs came up. But I told myself, oh, I'm shy, they won't buy. I can't talk. I can't talk with all those people. Like, so many opportunities came, and I let them slide. There's one of the biggest mistakes that I've made, and mm. I don't want anyone. Yeah, I, I really like all the things you talked about. The, the, the one you mentioned about sharing with people, you know, we have a mentality. There are two groups of people. The first group think that once you talk to someone about your idea, they are going to steal it. And, <laughs> yeah. and the second group talk about, um, you know, you can't trust anyone. If you can't trust anyone, do you expect someone to trust you? <laughs> That is why I say it's not everyone who will see the vision, like what do you want to do. So it's important you find people in your circle of influence, people I trust. I have people, what are my mentor, friends whom I can confidently say, oh, this coming month, I want to do this. Is it something that you think um, I should do? And for every aspect, sometimes it's about my books, it's about what I'm doing or speaking at a place or my work. I have people I talk to about different things, you know. If it's a book cover, I have a group of people I want to get your opinion on. If it's about something else, I have another person I want to get his opinion on. So we should find people who are expecting different thoughts where we can talk to and then get their opinion. And I like your statement, don't assume for your, your customers or your clients. Always ask them what they want and do it for them. Yeah. So we've we've had an interesting conversation. I really don't want it to end, but. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to tie it all out for our listeners who are listening around the globe. I want you to give us three things you would want us to remember from this conversation. Okay, I'll, I'll have to dedicate this to the young ladies growing up or coming up who want to be entrepreneurs. Dear young ladies, no big business that they big. That is what I want my fellow girls to remember. Just start small and grow mentally along with your business. So when it gets bigger, you still create a small business in my area. The social media, Instagram, Facebook, people all around doing business, don't don't be attracted by these. No. Sit down. Entrepreneurship, I always say entrepreneurship is innate and a skill. You can have both. But when it's something, something passionate, if it's coming from your heart and your mind, there's no way you're going to quit. A lot of businesses collapse because they didn't have a plan. They were just doing it because people were doing it or because they just felt like they wanted to do it. But in a successful business, it's way harder than finding the job. That's what that's what we do. That's what we think probably I I just do anything. It will work. No. It's way harder than finding a job. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that I would love to share out there. And the other thing that I like to say is that we are all worst enemies. Like we keep drawing our dogs back. I think if I had taken opportunity, if I had told myself I could make it, if I had been able, if I was, if I was confident enough to push myself way back in school, I'm happy where I am now, but I think I would have done better. Mm-hmm. 
I wasn't enjoying myself back yet. And also, we should learn from our mistakes too. And mistakes is only a mistake when you say that I went to form becoming your dream. So, like, a mistake is only a mistake when you say that. So, the fact that I I quit. Um, I can't do chess. So yeah. we should always have to encourage ourselves positively. I always tell myself, if no one is going to clap for me, I'll clap for myself. Like, yeah. I, I don't expect someone to come and clap for me. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So these these lessons are very important, and I think that all of us would do well to remember them and try to build our confidence and try to take opportunities, learn from our mistakes as well. And that is what this podcast is about and what this conversation is about. Try to get you to begin and turn those things you are doing into a profitable venture. Just before we go, I've made it a tradition for all my guests on the show. To recommend three books that they read. I like books a lot. Those who know me know that I'm always talking about books. So, because I believe that what you don't know is in the book you haven't read. So I'm always asking people to tell me what they are reading so that if I haven't read it yet, I'll go find it. So, what are your book recommendations? <laughs> <laughs> what are not the ones I come to recommend? I hope so I can read them myself. <laughs> oh my day! Okay, books. Well, I love reading, you know, but I'm, I'm a lazy reader. Some of the books that I've read, the first one I'll say is "Coming Your Dreams" by Mister Joe Mesta. Guys, should read it. It's very good. Like it's very good. Also, mm-hmm. I I read. My dad gave me a book. The rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Just before we go, share with us your contact details, social media handles, business contacts, and then we will say goodbye. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at AJ Collection. It's together, AJ Collection both on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also my number is 757 Thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. We hope that our conversation today will help people out there, especially young ladies mm-hmm. out there in schools and colleges who are trying to start something on their own to get inspiration to begin. We are very grateful for having you on the show. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening to the conversation today. That was Ajoa Lafi, the CEO of 
AJ collections and I believe that what we've talked about is going to be a fork to you trying to start something or turn your craft into a business kindly review this podcast for me i would love it and i'll appreciate it it will only take a minute please just go and rate it five star and review it for me i will really appreciate it thank you so much for listening once again keep working for all we shall win maybe not immediately but definitely and don't forget to subscribe thank you for listening to this podcast contact us on mobile plus two three three Two four seven nine three zero three eight nine, or email us at rudolphmesa87 at gmail.com or doveinspires at gmail.com. Visit our website at www.rudolphmesa.com. Follow at any of the social media links below in the description. Don't forget to subscribe.